We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. I'm your host, Jamel Zanishev, and you're listening to Brew Strong. Today with me are my uh, friends, uh, Brian Ogden. He's the owner and brewer of Attaboy Brewery in Maryland, and his head brewer, uh, Steve Bartholomew. Both these guys actually worked for me back in the day at Heretic. And uh, here we are now. You're on the East Coast uh, running a a fine brewery and uh tell us a little bit about how you got started uh yeah sure i'm brian that's steve i uh wife and i started attaboy beer here in uh 2016 prior to that we had we worked for heretic brewing the esteemed heretic brewing i had actually spent a few years trying to get a get a brewing job and they were uh the only ones with low enough standards to uh hire me <laughs> and uh <laughs> finally got in there and was able to kind of just learn from the best. So we did that for a while. And then our family kind of beckoned us from the East coast and we ended up in Maryland and, uh, you know, it's just easy to start a brewery, you know, <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah. Nothing hard about that at all. A couple yeah. of bucks. Yeah. A couple uh, bucks. No, no, no blood, sweat or tears at all. A couple of pieces of paper you got to file. And, and there you go. A few huge loans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, it sounds like you guys are doing great out there. I have not had a chance to visit, but uh, I'd love to. Yeah. You got to get out here. Yeah, so the first first four years, I was brewing every beer we did here. I had a few people, different people working with me assistance-wise. And then finally, I was lucky enough to have you guys connect me with Steve over here. And he was on the East Coast as well. And I convinced him to move up here to Frederick, Maryland with us. And uh, he got here and promptly probably kicked me off the brew deck uh and it's like here let's make the beers better yeah first step first let's introduce a little bit of confidence here (laughs) so the two guys here who the only people i could find to get me give me a job (laughs) so (laughs) yeah we did get around but uh, you know both you guys are were wonderful to work with and you know i i think uh i learned something from you and hopefully you learned something from me as well uh, well, yeah, that was part of the the easy thing with bringing Steve on is we kind of spoke the same language standards wise, and it was like this like kind of logic around around procedures and quality, and like we both had the exact same standard. And I think you know in brewing, you know, there's a million ways to skin a cat. You, every brewery does something really different, and you don't know why. Like Steve and I kind of had this exact same base, and it's easy for us to communicate because we're on the same 
exact kind of wavelength. And it's been, that's been an easy transition. When he came in here within a few weeks, it was like, yep, that's easy. Like this, this is perfect fit. So it's heretic roots. Yep. Those heretic roots. <laughs> cool. I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I got to mention, uh, our fine sponsor, Blickman Engineering, and my good friend, uh, John Blickman. I think, you know, they have a great standard of quality as well. There's there's a number of people in the industry that I think really, um, you know, live up to, you know, the, the promise of quality. And uh, John Blickman's one of them. He's been sponsoring this show for 15 plus years. So uh, nobody has to pay for it but him. So. If you appreciate it and you're listening and you enjoy this stuff, make sure to reach out to Blickman Engineering. You can send an email to feedback at uh, Blickman Engineering, and that goes straight to John Blickman. And uh, just tell him what you think of the show. That's the least you could do. If uh, you're getting something of value from this, you could you could send out that email and just uh, say say hi, tell them thank you. Uh, it, it's definitely appreciated. I started with your uh, your backyard hero, your check logger. 4.7%. Uh, for those of you who have got video or watching the video, real nice check logger. Tell me tell me a little bit about it. We did uh, all Bohemian Pilsner malt on that one. To back it up a little bit, you know, we, you know, here we hear at uh, Heretic. We hear at Heretic. Uh, <laughs> we hear at Attaboy. Uh, Heretic we, East. Yeah. We started, uh, you know, it's, it's still in the tank. The, we started. Our main thrust has been hoppy beers and Belgian styles. Those are kind of our passions here. And so, you know, we didn't open up with a lager. And so about two years ago, pretty much right when Steve started, we started messing around with lagers. And it's been a pretty cool exploration for us in terms of, you know, learning the styles, learning these different yeasts. I mean, we were pretty much a Chico, you know, one in three, like basic brewery. So we've kind of like had a lot of, cool learning with these different lager yeasts. So this is actually the first time we've done a Czech pills. So, you know, we've done German, you've done German Pilsner, we've done Hellas, we've done, we have an American lager. So this is our first, first swing at a, uh, at a Czech pill. So we have a Bohemian Pilsner malt on that and then Saz, all Saz hops. All right. Kind of difficult to source. I guess they had a bad crop year. So, it well, was... for for a first swing, uh, it it shows you guys are swingers. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's real nice. You know, and at four point seven percent, you know, super easy drinking. Yeah, yeah, we were so we we we've generally been using thirty four seventy a lot. This this beer, this this yeast didn't attenuate as far as we you know with with thirty four set as thirty four seventy, but like we also like a good. Four seven, like it finished at. Uh, so yeah, this, this beer started at twelve Plato, ended at three four, hmm. three point four. So nice. nice, easy drinker. But yeah, so it's pretty. Uh, we're pretty happy with it so far. So and what did you say the hops were? All sauce, all, all, all sauce. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, there. It, it was. It was tough because we're not because we don't build brew this beer continuously. We don't necessarily have contracts for sauce. So it was a. Uh, Anyone's trying to find saws this past year has been kind of, it's been a little tough. So, All right. What, uh, what size is the brew plant there? Uh, so we have a 10 barrel system with four twenties and three tens. And then we have a pilot system, a little one barrel pilot with two, two barrel fermenters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we actually added those, uh, two bar- that little system the past summer, like, or a year and a half ago or a year ago, actually as a kind of a fun, like, little playground for us when we're not, you know, 
doing the bigger the bigger runs. Nice. Well, and uh, one of the things I want to talk to you guys about is your your cold IPA, and uh, you know that's that's become quite the quite the buzzword. So <laughs> we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to hear your thoughts about cold IPA and and how to make a great one. Right after this, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking with uh, Brian Ogden and Steve Bartholomew of Attaboy Brewing in Frederick, Maryland. They were kind enough to send me uh, a selection of beers. Actually, it's because I kicked Steve's butt in <laughs> 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 football. That uh, you had what, to send me the beer like four out of the last five years in a row, uh, something like that. Champion, it's... I think five out of the last eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I didn't have such a great year there, but I did win the Attaboy League, so yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah see, I, anybody that plays in our league could probably win other leagues. You know? <laughs> that's that's the thing. We, we got a, a, a bunch of intense players that uh, tend to win. I didn't think I was going to win this year at all. I thought I was just like, I need to stay off of the bottom. I need to stay off of the bottom. And then Travis looked like he was going to hit the bottom. And so I, I gave him Pollard from uh, the Cowboys and saved his season, pulled him right back up. And, uh, and then it made it even worse for me. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be last. And then somehow I won. I don't know. Yep, and your team won the Super Bowl, so you're good. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I actually was at the Super Bowl. Did oh, you wow. really go? Nice. Yes. Oh, wow. uh, my wife was telling me, she's like, you know, you should go, because it's been a dream of mine to go to the Super Bowl. So I waited till the very last minute. I flew out on Saturday, and I, I got everything at the, on Saturday at the last minute. And, uh, you know. It was quite the experience. So intense that I don't even remember a lot of it. My wife, she was asking me, you know, did you stay and see the, the, the ceremony where they award the trophy? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I look on my phone and there's photos of it. I'm like, well, yeah, I was there. There, you're having some fun with Jay Z. Jay Z, we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So this is uh, your Cold Fox, which is a cold IPA, seven uh, percent, right there. Tell me, what is a cold IPA? I still uh, don't really are understand. You stickering while you see. Yeah, look at that guy. Look, he's just <laughs> laughing at us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the idea is we're we're using you know. 
And we're using a lager yeast. Fermented slightly warmer than our generally. Our lagers, we usually do 50, 52 degrees. We did this beer at, uh, at 60. We did about 35% flaked corn. And then we kind of approached the whole beer as an IPA. You know, we kind of built the bitterness in, you know, I haven't had a lot of IPLs in my life. So I, I, I kind of want to get into like a whole style. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the difference between an IPL and a it sounds IPA? better. It sounds better. I mean, there's it's, the adjunct, there's the, the corn, which, you know, lightens up the body and really, yeah. you know, brings out, helps bring out the hops. I mean, it, do IPLs ferment at 60 or do they go, right. were they more at 50? Who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I think, I think we can sell a cold IPA better. We can sell it at IPL. Yeah. Okay. That. okay. How's that? <laughs> is, is there any agreed upon standard? I keep asking uh, every brewer that has a cold IPA. Well, I can tell you, uh, IPA. I can tell you this. We fermented it cold. A cold IPA sells way better than a hoppy lager. Yes, I would imagine. Yeah. So like I'm in the business to sell, (laughs) but no, we, it's, it's quickly. I mean, I know people historically are making IPAs with lager yeast for, you know, for a long time, like I'm not even talking about it, which is, you know, that's, that's great. Like it's actually what what I learned. What I didn't really realize with this style is that you always think of Chico as being so neutral, but it's not really that neutral. Like Chico sure. isn't like I always thought it as Chico is like the most neutral, but like get a good lager yeast in there, it really lets those hops be front and center, just uh-huh. out of the way. And this be, it has no no crystal, no like. I mean, we have a little bit of carafoam. Mm-hmm. dextrin because we're worried about head retention but past that it's just you know pills or malt and can you give us a recipe on this is yeah, there yeah, Sim- sure. simcoe in this this is a mosaic strata mosaic. and what was a dry hop oh mosaic idaho, idaho seven idaho seven. Oh yeah wow it's fantastic i really like it nice yeah it's a it, this this beer has quickly become a very a favorite in the uh, yeah. in the in the tap room with the staff and because it's a cold IPA. This is the cold IPA? I mean, I, who wants a warm IPA? Right, cold it's IPA. disgusting. <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 a testament. Like it's it it ties in sales with our New England IPA. So now I, mean, I gotta imagine it was Steve that was like, "Come on, let's brew a cold IPA." This, this was all Brian. <laughs> oh, really? This, wow. this was all Brian. <laughs> I know style. He's the one who first brought it up. He was like, have you ever had a cold IPA? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, generally I drink my IPAs cold. It's cold? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we never, uh, we honestly, we never even tasted the style before we tried brewing it. But like, you know, that's that's the, the fun of having a little brewery. Yeah, it's just trying stupid, pilot, stupid so. stuff. Yeah, we got first did it on the pilot and it was a big hit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. that was the, the, the biggest thing that come out of the pilot so far. Like that's the fun of like having a tiny, you know, homebrew size system is you can do, you can make some big swings and, you know, there's a lot of stinkers that have come through, but then you get like a good, it's cold IPA sold great. So you make those big swings. Yeah. You're big swingers. Yes. <laughs> a lot of swinging going on here. A lot of swinging. We got something a lot of swinging. time out in, out in Frederick, Maryland. So <laughs> we got to do something with it. All right. So, What's what's the recipe on this? Okay, so yeah, we got uh, we used uh, raw premium pills at fifty seven percent, flaked corn thirty five percent, carafoam. 
Vironment and Carafilm at 5%, raw dextrin at 2%. And then uh, we use rice hulls because we have all that corn in there. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve can tell you about, about yeah, mashing in with a, the flaked corn. It's a little tricky. corn clumps up like crazy. Yeah. So yeah. the rice hulls are very helpful. He like yeah. weaves it in as he's going, like mixing it as he goes to not create like big, just corn snowballs yeah, in there. Yeah, just wants to create big clumps. So. Yeah. But. And then what's, what was the uh, mash temp on there? 150. 150. Going and dry. Then, and then uh, how long a boil did you do? We're generally we're 60 on everything at this point. We're not mm-hmm. we don't do anything at 90 anymore. We we're not sitting seeing any DMS on any mm-hmm. anything. So everything's 60 here. Okay. And uh, then uh hopping? Hopping. We did uh warrior a warrior bittering. Uh you know, it's, we don't, I don't have the, the IBU contribution on those, but we did a warrior bidding, bidding and a, and a 10 minute addition of mosaic and then whirlpool mosaic strata, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of hard for, yeah, hard for us to translate it. I could have done some math ahead of time to kind of explain that better. Total, total of 60 <laughs> IBU and most of it coming from the warrior. Uh-huh. There you go. And then what about the, uh. What about the size of those additions in 10 barrels? Yeah. So yeah, at, at 10 barrels, we did 960 grams of warrior. We did two 2070, 2070 grams of mosaic at 10 minutes. The, the 10 minute mosaic edition is really nice. We, we feel like the, the whole kind of blueberry thing comes out, the fruity, like fruity nature of mosaic kind of comes out with that nice 10 minute edition. And then whirlpool of mosaic strata, mm-hmm. mosaic strata or equal parts 1300 grams then you're fermenting this with uh the lager yeast so 3470 generally we've done it with 3470 but part of the idea of this beer was also to kind of it kind of dovetailed with our our freshly conceived lager program here is that we want to get more life out of that yeast rather than just one you know one mm-hmm. lager you know out of this so we had ondex lager because we have a hellas going mm-hmm. So we have a Hellas with Ondex. We wanted to kind of reuse the yeast for something else because those lager pitches are large and fresh and expensive. So we wanted to get more than one beer out of it. So this is actually the first time we've used Ondex for a cold IPA. And it, it hasn't made much of a difference. This one didn't make, I think if we used it, maybe if you use the check, we use a check lager yeast that didn't attenuate as much, it might've been a different, but yeah. this one, mm-hmm. uh, the Ondex Lager is supposed to accentuate the malt character a little bit more. I mean, it's a super clean profile. And even at 62 degrees, 60 or 63 degrees for a lager, it's like, you're, I'm not picking up any real esters from it. I mean, it could be masked by the hops, but. Well, yeah. I mean, we blasted it with hops, so. And then uh, what was your fermentation profile on it? Uh, 62 degrees, let it rise up to 65 at the end to kind of knock out diacetyl. And then, yeah. And then it, uh, yeah, we and we dry hopped with well, some scribbles here. Fifteen thousand mosaic, fifteen thousand pounds of mosaic, <laughs> fifteen thousand yeah. grams. We go with grams around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all metric. No, I wish we were all metric. Fifteen thousand mosaic, uh, strata at ten thousand, and then Idaho seven at at five. And was that all just one addition at the end of fermentation? Or? Uh, we did. That's three different additions. So triple, we can dry, do, hop triple dry hop here, triple dude. TDH, TDH. 
<laughs> that always makes me crazy. DDH, like every hoppy beer at Heretic we had was double dry hopped. <laughs> like, right. like, like, like we that's... just try to like spread it out a little bit. I mean, we have no. you know, we yeah. have the time. We have the time. Then we have. And we have like those nice, uh, a nice hopper on, on top of our fermenter. We have like the uh, hop doser, mm-hmm. so we can minimize any kind of oxygen ingress into the tank. So like, nice. So it's like it's a very controlled. You know, we wor- we obviously worry about do with this. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, I think this turned out really good. What would you say to people wanting to brew a great cold IPA? What's the most important thing to look out for? Is it the fermentation and the lager yeast, and or is it? Well, yeah, you want to get. Yeah, you you don't want that yeast expressing any estuary kind of compound. So you want like it's it's, as a homebrew, you want to build up a good starter. You want to make sure you're handling your yeast well. You want to make sure you're buying a yeast book and really understanding yeast. Yeah, no, in temperature temperature control. I mean, sixty two. So you can kind of do that in the colder months, maybe without some serious right. control measures. But and then yeah, make sure you use some rice holes if you're using all that flaked corn. But, uh, so as far as gravity, would we start at fourteen five Play Doh mm. and dried out to one point seven, so pretty dry. Mm, nice, yeah. Oh, I think that's definitely key is uh, really good, strong fermentation, just right. like every other beer. Just, I think a, a good dry finish means yeah. the world in, in a lot of these beers. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's uh, a, the hops pop. Exactly. It's just the idea is just, yeah, just laser focused on the hop profile. Like, that's it. Like, nothing else in there messing around with it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know, like, we're, uh, having an argument in the parking lot last night with someone you were talking to them earlier like what is this what's an IV? i'm like i don't know man it's good it tastes good who cares it's delicious yeah yeah it is delicious i, I really uh and the reason i mentioned uh steve before like steve would be the uh the the instigator of this is because he was the instigator of getting uh heretic to brew a hazy uh, new england oh, idea really? he was the guy he was the guy right there and meanwhile this guy doesn't even like love yeah, hazy. Yeah, i'm a west coast beer guy <laughs> but hey we had to try it out there it was also right. ben, ben edwards so he was pushing too so <laughs> it, it became uh one of our most successful beers ever of course yeah, yeah. we sold was, uh, so i don't know if it's still but that was chico fermented right that uh uh we started with that and then um we kept yeah. Kept shifting and shifting and trying to get, you know, we we got a good haze off of the Chico strain. Yeah. But, you know, it just wouldn't last as long. Um, and so we were getting some sedimentation. So we switched to uh, Imperial Brewing's Juice. Uh, we, tried, we tried the White Labs, uh, London Fog. We tried several of them. And, yep. you know, a lot of them just did not attenuate as well as the chico strain and we still wanted the attenuation well yeah what, what attenuates as well as chico like and that's that's tough right. yeah. well so you know since the the yeasts were uh you know a lot of british yeast derived a lot of them don't attenuate very well yeah but uh, the imperial juice if you feed it a ton of oxygen it will attenuate and it was important to us because we were also doing you know double hazy and triple hazy yeah and uh 
So I did that. And then um, I completely redid the water and completely redid the grist. I redid everything from the, <laughs> nobody ever said anything, but the beer got better and better and better. And there was a decent amount of bitterness in that beer too, right? So it wasn't like some of these hazy beers that have absolutely zero. Right, right. And then, uh, and then we started centrifuging it too. So it all gets centrifuged and it just has a permanent haze that lasts forever that uh, we really got it dialed in. It, it took some doing, but uh, after a couple of years of, of brewing it, I think we, we got it just perfected. Uh, so you, because, you increased the amount of oxygen you were giving it? Yeah, we, we, yeah. we juiced it to like uh, uh, 20 parts per million. Yeah. Uh, really went heavy. In the past year, we've, we've, uh, we have, we, we've gotten a better oxygen meter and we've kind of focused on different yeast strains and what they need in terms of oxygen. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things is we've, you know, on London three, we're, you know, jacking it up a bit, you mm -hmm. know, how much oxygen we send into that. Like, right. That's, you know, that's one of the, like, we're always kind of tweaking and, you know, we're, we're nerdy homebrewers. So we're just like, we're always messing with something. <laughs> we're like, if we're like, if you're brewing a beer where you're not trying something new, like what would you mm -hmm. do? Like, let's, let's figure out something to make it better. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the, the cool thing about that beer is it's so popular. We were brewing you know, like 220 barrel tanks a week, you know, so, or, you know, a little over a week. And so I had lots of chances to just mess with it. And oh yeah. You have, that's amazing. Like we're making right. like, yeah, right. we have like, six times a year we can hit one we're like all right but like <laughs> your water sources change like your ambient temperature in here swings a lot like there's mm -hmm. a lot of different things you're not like right. able to you know yeah there's something well, nice about getting those reps and yeah and doing yes here over yeah. and over again and, yeah well and i was able to have andrew brew i'd tell him just brew a 30 for me of you know with these changes and then you know we taste it side by side with the the ongoing 120 barrel batches yeah. and then if we liked it or didn't you know we would implement those changes and then we would just blend that 30 into right, the you just blend it back yeah totally like, that's like, so you, you never notice the, the the changes are very subtle but uh yeah I, I was really pleased with how that turned out really turned out to be a great beer that's the whole fun of this whole thing it's like all these little these silly little tests you can do you know and, right right yeah, maybe well not everyone cares about, but we do. <laughs> they, they care about it when they drink it. Right. Uh, I, I, I tell you, if you if you want to brew a great cold IPA, if if you need any help uh, improving your brewing, check out our good friends, Josh and uh, RJ at Brew Chatter, uh, brewchatter.com. They're in uh, Sparks, Nevada, which is right next to Reno. If you ever go to Reno for skiing or for gambling or many of the other things they do, their air shows and stuff, check out Brew Chatter. They're, they're close by. Really great guys. They have a wonderful, wonderful shop with lots of great fresh ingredients. And they even got a little mini bar in there with, uh, I think it's like five, five or six taps they, they usually have on. So you can, you can drink local beers and, you know, wander the shop all at the same time. Lots of fun. And if you need anything to brew a great cold IPA, they can help you out. Check them out, brewchatter.com. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I've got more of your beers that I want to try. And more questions about uh, everything you do right after this. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like 
Wine Guys, Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Talking with the uh, fine folks from Attaboy Brewing in uh, Frederick, Maryland. Now, when you when you first started, you were you were trying to start somewhere else, right? Or you had to move? Or yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, Carly and I decided to uh, move to, move to Maryland. We were, we figured we I had family here. Maryland had actually just did that same year changed their their beer laws where a brewery could serve out of a tap room that previously hadn't been allowed. So it seemed there was very few taproom driven breweries, which our plan was to be a taproom driven brewery, like a little, just a little place. We're not, we're not going huge, just serve our community. So we looked at uh, DC or Baltimore and we thought DC seemed like kind of out of the frying pan into the fire for us. Cause like we'd moved from San Francisco where we couldn't, we couldn't afford a, a house or any, anything that's our guava new guava new england ipa that's our biggest selling beer that's our mainstay here people buy a ton of it it's delicious but yeah we so we, so we decided baltimore because baltimore had <laughs> clear beer and not clear beer mm-hmm. yeah, you um, both. <laughs> you, you both very well no so we, so we decided to move baltimore because baltimore had kind of like a cool character to it and had all these cool buildings. We found a place to, to start our brewery. We actually had to like get a huge SBA back loan to do it, but we couldn't get the loan until we had discrete construction costs to build it. So like we finally, so we found, we had a letter of intent on a uh, property here or in, in Baltimore. And we, we used that to get our loan. And then finally, when the loan came through, after we stopped doing cartwheels, cause we could just do this thing. The, the property fell through and they're like, they sent us an email, like we are no longer interested in this project. Please don't contact us again. It was like the most ruthless, like cut us off of the knees. Just, we were just like, we'd spent a year in Baltimore finding a place and I, like, it was rough. <laughs> like, so we ended up um, driving all over the state, talking to all these different, like they have a, uh, all these cities have these groups called economic development groups, which kind of help you help businesses start there, which is like, I'd never understood what these people did. I had no idea, but they're incredibly important for cities. So Frederick, we talked to them. They hooked us up with the wastewater people. They hooked us up with the water people. They, you know, they gave us all the contacts and people actually called us back. Mm. No one in Baltimore had ever called me back on anything. It was like, (laughs) it was a small, Frederick's a small town and we came into this place and we walked around. We like, this is it. This is beautiful. Like we can like walk to work. It's got a cool downtown. It's got like the vibe is wonderful. So yeah, we, we were in love immediately. We lost leverage on our, on our loan negotiation because we just like, this is it. (laughs) Like don't tell the agent these, this is it. (laughs) There was no ground given on our loan, on our, on our our lease, lease Mm -hmm. terms. So, but yeah, so yeah, we just fell fell ass backwards into this place, and we never heard of it before. But it's been like the most amazing little town for us. Like it's, you know, there's we have a it's got a great community. Like during COVID, everyone came out and bought our beer and just kept us afloat. Like you know, as a taproom driven brewery during COVID, if you're if you're you know, your entire revenue is based on selling glass like glasses of beer. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to take a beating. Like the places that were geared towards selling cans did okay. But like for us, it was like, you know, we shut down for a while. It's, it's a, it's a tough slog. A 10 barrel brewery isn't going to do that great. You know, if they're not selling glasses of beer. So it was, yeah. uh, the community supported us through that. And, you know, it's been, we love it here. You know, I, I tell people to find the right city. Yeah. You know, the city that'll work with you, yep. the community that wants you, the place yeah. that you'll be a benefit. That's exactly so critical. zoning, the zoning people who can work with you. Like nothing's going to be perfect, but these people can answer you and tell yeah. you and work with you. They can be helpful. Yes. They, they can like, they can answer a phone call. You, you may not get the right exact answer you want, but they'll answer right. you and you'll work with them. And it's I'll like, figure out some way to help you get, get exactly. over. Yeah. Where, it's amazing the difference that makes. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They opened their brewery and they're not allowed to do anything. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. I'm just like, why did you open there? It's like, well, you know, we found so, a cheap building. It's like, like we've changed. So we've changed. Like the, when we moved here and we started up, food trucks were illegal. You couldn't have a food truck. At right. a they, couldn't, they couldn't have a food truck. So, but we talked to our city and they made it possible for us. You couldn't have kids in a tap room. They wouldn't allow anyone under, under 21 in there. Mm-hmm. They changed it for us because we explained what it was and they were willing to work with us. Like that's a pretty important thing. Can you imagine like no food trucks or no kids at a brewery? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a tough, but they, they worked with us, which is a huge, you know, huge thing. Well, tell me about this, this beer, a little bit more about this uh, Guava No Guava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why the uh, name? Yeah, yeah, Guava No Guava. We, we always have to explain to people that there actually is not guava in it. <laughs> we, we did actually make a guava, yes guava, where we added guava to it. I mean, it's, it's a little lazy, but we had to do it. Like, grain bill, you know, it's classic, classic NEPA stuff. You know, wheat, flaked wheat, oats. We, we like spelt here. Like, I don't know, just a little mm-hmm. kind of good quality, good head retention. And it's a, it's a citra mosaic. Oh, citra mosaic. <laughs> like, we classic. do it. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Cheater hops. Yeah. Some people like to yeah. say. <laughs> uh, uh, Idaho 7 Biotransform. Although we wanted to, we wanted to try a, a test. We haven't tested the Biotransform. Right. So that's how a question I have for you. Have you done any further testing on the you know, with Make America Juicy or other beers with Biotransform versus not. Right. So, I mean, you know, one of the things we did early on when we did the, the carboy batches to right. start, yeah. <laughs> one of them, it was the same work, right? And one of them had uh, the hops added uh, during fermentation and the other had the hops added after fermentation. And then we blind tasted people on it, and everyone chose the after fermentation decision, right? Yeah, because the 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 other one was just harsh, and it had a, a bitterness that was unpleasant. Yeah, so that's why we we went to the. And here's my thinking on it. So we did some other tests and some messing around, and I tried. Here's my my theory, and nobody's ever countered me on this. I've never heard anyone say this wasn't correct. But I believe that, you know, if you add those hops in in the whirlpool, right, yeah. you know, you do a cool whirlpool at like 175 degrees Fahrenheit, you throw those hops in, 
the linalool and geraniol that will biotransform, it's in the wort. It's not going anywhere. It, you don't have to add all the leafy hop matter into the fermenter. Uh, into the fermenter. You so we, just we, want the geraniol and linalool. So it, that comes out in the in the whirlpool and then it gets fermented with the yeast and biotransformation will happen. And there is a thing, this is, you know, biotransformation is a real thing. You need the right yeast. You need the right, you know, you know, mainly geraniol, linalool, and those will, will convert. And that'll still happen. You don't need to throw the hops in. And I think what happens when you throw the hops into the fermentation, you're extracting a lot of those tannins and a lot of really bitter, nasty stuff. So uh, we, we never found any joy putting, putting hops in the fermenter. Were you guys cool pulling there? Like cool, cool, cool. Oh, cool pooling. Is that? It's easier. You've got all the trendy faster, words. Faster. It's, I just, I, that, that saved me so much time saying that. <laughs> cool pooling. All right. It's actually the first time I've heard the phrase cool pooling. Is that a common thing with all the, all the kids these days? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 50, I'm almost 50. So I gotta, I gotta like throw around a lot of lingo to, to offset my, that's uh, what we call it. Age. I don't know what anybody else calls it. <laughs> I think that's a great name for it. So cool pooling. <laughs> but it, like, I, cause like that's, uh, that'd be very attractive to us, obviously for yeast reuse. You're like, uh -huh. you know, cause we're trying to figure out how to like getting that big, big liquid pitch of, of one and three is expensive. And like, yes. <laughs> if we can kind of like. Not dump that. a bunch of hops into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, what we would do is uh, ferment out, you know, we'd, we'd cool pool all our biotransformation hops so that the little geraniol was in there in the wort. So biotransformation could happen. And then after it fermented out, we would take our pitch of yeast and then we would dry hop. And the dry hopping we changed to a recirculation. We oh, really? add all the dry hops. Oh, wow. One shot. And then we yep. recirculate the tank for three hours. Really? Pump it from the bottom to the top for three what hours. Kind of, what kind of pump do you use? Diaphragm or uh, just a regular centrifugal? Uh, we were using a, a diaphragm pump. Okay. And uh, we pump it around for three hours. And then that's it. Let the hops settle back out. Yeah. You're done. And we found a diaphragm pump. That 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 extracted diaphragm pump now. Uh, I don't need any more complications. We, we we have a very simple brew house here. There's there's no electronics. It's all very bare bones. It's the you can get you can get a fairly cheap uh, diaphragm pump, uh, full grade high temp diaphragm pump off of eBay. That's where I got them. Really? Steve, okay. Steve will tell you how cheap I am. Oh oh, I know how cheap you are. Don't worry. That. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and that really, you know, you you don't need any more time than that, and it really extracts all the hop goodness without uh, really over extracting the tannins and all that. Yeah. And so uh, we do that, and then once it settled, that was it, and then we'd centrifuge. Would you dump pretty quickly after that, or how quickly would you guys dump after that? As as soon as you know the hops all fell out, generally we'd wait a day or so. And uh, and then just dump that and and then get it over to the centrifuge and and, yeah. and then in it upright. So we found that that was absolutely the best uh, extraction, and um, it turned out to be the quickest as well, which is beneficial commercially. 
Uh, back to the world, the cool pool, if you will. How yeah. did you, uh, how did you, did you bitter that the work you're putting in the whirlpool? Did you bitter that with hops or did you do an extract on it? Cause like we always worry about jamming up the heat X to cool off the work. Right. Yes. So I'd have to check what the, the last versions were, but we stopped doing any bittering additions in the, in the, in the kettle. Yeah, we, we kind of go back and forth on different ones. And we're kind of we're messing around with some, what do we have here? We have uh, flex. Yeah, some flex here. We'll, we'll give it advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> we have some flex that we're trying for, you know, just like, because we do like, we do like the bittering, you know, I think there's a certain quality we that we really seek is drinkability. And not if you don't have the enough bittering, like it's just this like mm -hmm. sweet thing that you don't want to have another glass of. Like that's, that's right. like, that's, there's places in beer right now that I feel like a lot of beers don't have that drinkability quality. And that's what we're, we're always trying to be drinkable. You know, you want to have a beer that you have two of, you know, right. well, the, the thing is, um, you know, you're adding so much hops in the, yeah. in the, in the dry hop stage. Yeah. And it has a ton of, uh, bittering to it still. Right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, that whole idea of, you know, boiling to get IBUs and all that and for bittering. It, it doesn't make sense anymore. You you yeah. definitely get bittering just from dry hopping. Right. right. Even in some of the like barrel age stuff that we've done, we've done like some dry hops, uh, like barrel age saison. But you get that bittering. You can taste it for sure. Mm -hmm. Just been sitting on hops for a few days. It's, it's there. At least a perceived bitterness. Oh, nice. He's got cherry. Speaking of which, we would like to share that beer with you, but we don't have a cold one. <laughs> and that wow. so we don't we don't label our beers usually with masking tape. <laughs> That's not too far off from the first uh, Make America Juicy Again labels. Do you remember those with the it looked like a postage stamp on the can? I do. For some reason I don't have my my opener. Oh, let's see yeah, here. For the, uh, that beer you're about to, you're going to try to open has, uh, uh, we're trying to use a little bit of local agriculture here. And what Maryland does pretty well is stone fruit. Like we have good peaches, good, you know, good cherries. And so uh, we got a local, local provider here. We did a, a multi-year blend of a Saison, barrel-aged Saison with Montmorency cherries from about, uh, about 45 minutes away. So we were we're able to get these and like the beer we were like we can't wait this is what you know you have those beers where you're like i can't wait to release this beer this is so good i'm so happy about it <laughs> let's see if i can get into it here <laughs> yeah it's fine it's fine but yeah it's a we have a about a 70 a 70 70 barrel program barrel like barrel program the uh so we're able at this point to blend out like a lot of like a lot of these, you know, programs, you have stuff that gets a little bit more the pH drops a little too far, but we have enough in stock now where we can blend out. So this beer, we are able to blend, you know, enough like low pH stuff with stuff that's like 3.7, you know, pH that kind of makes it more drinkable. So that's not our branding. <laughs> that's not like my wife would be angry right now. <laughs> no, uh, what Steve was referring to was. 
the first uh, batches of, of Make America Juicy again, I just took mailing labels, you know, the, the one by three <laughs> mailing labels yeah. and printed all the information on there. Make America Juicy again. Hey, it's delicious. What else do you need? <laughs> just randomly stuck them on cans at whatever <laughs> angle. <laughs> what do you need? It? It's delicious. Like you need a bunch of brand on that. Come on. That's people. Out. Nobody, nobody else's can looks like that. Right. And, and people actually appreciate it. I said, look, do you want me to spend, you know, money on, you know, labels or on ingredients for the beer? Outside the can or inside the can? Come yeah, on. There you go. <laughs> See, you're a marketing genius. Cool pool, inside, outside. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah well, I, if, I, I'm not, if I'm not brewing, I better be marketing. So. Anyways, yeah. Uh, people, people gave us props for that. They're like, yeah, don't spend money on packaging. Let's, yeah. let's spend money on the beer. Oh, that's rad. That's like kind of punk rock, like DIY, like awesome. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm. Oh, wow. There's quite a a Brett character to this too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of bread here. We do a lot of of heat pasteurization here because we have all that stuff kind of here. You know, like it's all, we don't have a separate area for that. The barrels come in here. We believe in, you know, heat. Heat, yeah, heat's, heat's important here. Not a lot of breweries, they, they kind of look at us like we're crazy when we tell them that we <laughs> sanitize our tanks with heat. But I mean, that's something we learned from you. But right. it's better than that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you don't have to worry about funk being in your brewery because there's, there's funk in every brewery. And the breweries who think that they can uh, keep everything clean by, by not doing barrels and barrel-aged beers and stuff. It's like no, you, you, the funk's already in your tanks, and if you're not, if you're not, you know, uh, you know the, the 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 thing about heat is even if the cleaning isn't 100 percent perfect, the heat yep. will still kill everything. Yep. Whereas when you have imperfect cleaning, the 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 chemical sanitizing is ineffective. Yep, it can get into that gasket. Like the heat will get hit the gasket, hit mm-hmm. each side of it. If there's threads, it can penetrate the thread. Like it's, I feel yeah. like I can go to bed at night with heat. <laughs> like I agree. I'm hundred percent there. Um, Rob was asking, um, don't you also pick up quite a bit of bitterness in the whirlpool? Well, the whirlpool or the cold pool and uh, the cold pool. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> you, do you, you, you still do pick up quite a bit of bitterness. Um, I think you pick up bitterness from hops. If you use enough hops of these modern hops, you pick up bitterness anywhere you use them. It, it, it could be cold in the fermenter. It could be in the whirlpool, wherever. You don't need to add in the, the, the boil. What about in the mash? So this morning, we had, oh, yeah. we had a mash with uh, a bunch of Cascade thrown in. Cascade mash yeah. hop, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a distinct, you know, hop aroma with the wort like running off. You can smell it. So there's got to be something in there. But um, yeah, right. You know, there's got to be. I don't know if it's necessarily you after, can... after you after you've boiled it. Do you smell the hops anymore? After <laughs> you boiled it for sixty minutes, the bitterness is still there. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think you you actually get you know, more efficiency, I think, of extracting the, the bitterness right? than you do if you just add them. Or, you know, same thing like first word hopping. It's just really early uh, yeah. charge. So I think it's very, very similar. All right, let's do this. 
Let's take another short break. And when we come back, we'll have more beers and more Attaboy right after this. Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Talking with the uh, my good friends from Attaboy Brewing in Frederick, Maryland. I got to get out to Frederick and uh, come hang with you guys. It would, it would be a blast. Yeah, I mean, I saw you, you were talking to Sapwood a few weeks ago. They're uh, about 45 minutes away, so you could... Go say hi to uh, mm-hmm. Scott and Mike and, you know, come on up here. Yeah, yeah. I was doing a show with Scott Janish, and uh, I'm like, yeah, they're in the same area. Because you guys are on your, your top of my list when I'm out in that area and then everybody else. But uh, so I'm like, all right, if I could combine it with a couple of couple, couple of nights, A couple nights in Frederick, we got a lot of breweries here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Be a good to spend a week there, is what you're saying? Well, a week, well. <laughs> Seven hours? At Steve's house. You can hang out at Steve's house. I got a couch for you. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's see here. I got one more beer, which is the uh, Mermaid Blood is Blonde Ale with Hibiscus. This one's special for you. This one's special. Uh, <laughs> this is a unintentionally unintentionally unintentional petite rouge uh it, like it was like we had a we made this belgian blonde ale this is before steve was here it's a belgian blonde ale but i didn't really think it through and it ended up being like very similar to another beer we had on tap at the exact same time so it was like one percent abv off and i'm like what are we gonna do i had a bunch of hibiscus and i just i threw the hibiscus in and all of a sudden i'm like Oh no! I just made petite. <laughs> I just made the exact beer we used to make. It was literally like down to the exact like. At this point, we're not using the same yeast that we use, but that at that point, it was the same yeast, the same like hibiscus. It was like, oh no! I didn't mean to do that. It was unintentional hackery. <laughs> but at this point, we've deviated so far from you know petite rouge that it's like. So you're saying you're deviants. I uh, absolutely <laughs> your swingers and deviants come to Frederick, man. It will take a week, you know, a whole week here. I think, I think we need to collab on a beer that we'll call swingers and deviants. Swingers and deviants. What a great name. Beautiful. <laughs> Steve, get working on a recipe. All right. Get going. We'll do it. <laughs> well, and, uh, I also saw, and, and you and I had chatted about your event space. I was curious how that's working out for you because it seems like a great idea if you can if you can uh, have a space, you know, attached to your brewery or close to your brewery that you can, uh, you know, sell to people. Yep. You know, uh, the 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 number of people that asked for space at Heretic was yep. was astonishing, and we never really had the ability to monetize it. Yeah, no, it's it's sort of an endless thing. It's like we at, at our main tap room here. We don't do reservations. We don't like, we don't let anyone rent anything out because like we would never want to like have someone show up for a beer and be like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're close. I hate that. Yeah. No, no, no. I never want to have like a customer 
like you know that, that's not cool right. man like yeah. you, you've just violated this contract you've had with them so mm-hmm. a property came up about four years ago that's uh, that's connected to our building it's all adjacent um really cool wood big wood roof place um and we put in a we decided like that would be great for a barrel aging facility and event space. So now we so we've doubled our size. We we can put our barrels there, and we can have like cool parties and like you know, it's a it's a good it's a good space to be like like we have about sixty seven hundred square feet here. Over there we have sixty three hundred, and it's like it's just like gives you a little bit more room to work with. And yeah, we were able to make it kind of our fancy you know high end area like. All our barrel aged beer. We have we have a tap room there that's open on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and that's that's more focused on our barrel aged stuff. But yeah, we also have a bunch of events there, parties, weddings, stuff like that. And is that booking up frequently? Oh, yeah. You're, you're making yeah. good revenue. Off I mean, of we that? we opened it right right when COVID started, so it was great. <laughs> great timing. You <laughs> are the master of timing. Oh my god! <laughs> We're like, oh my god, <laughs> that's not. We, yeah, we ate it for a bit, but now it's good. Like it's, it's good. We got it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, you know, what, what, what can you say? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's nice to have that flexibility, like to have like different parties there and rent it out. And then, you know, we can store all our barrels there, you know, there's no way we'll do that here. So I will say my, my favorite of the beers, I like, I like them all. I thought they were all, you know, really good, but my favorite has to be the cold IPA. <laughs> you know, I, it's I'm, good. It's good. Who cares? Who cares about what the exact style is? We don't need to argue about like just like all these things. Like, does it taste good? It's everything you want out of a you know West Coast. You get the hops. You get that punch. You get that dankness, and it's just a light bodied, easy drinking beer. Hey, it's fruity uh, I would, though. Yeah, I, I'd wait. say it is fruity. It's it's oh, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a cross for me between if you had your eyes closed, it's a cross for me between like a West Coast IPA and a and a New England. Well yeah, we do we do kind of go go toward tropical fruit with a lot of the the hoppy stuff too. You mm-hmm. know, like it's not straight pine dank on everything. It, we definitely have a lot of a lot of the hops we use are sort of more in the tropical end of things. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. we like it too. <laughs> we, we drink a ton of it. <laughs> I was drinking a lot in the parking lot after my hockey game last night. That's that's the way you guys swing. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else people should? know about uh uh attaboy brewing and frederick maryland uh i mean i think i think frederick maryland if, if anyone's within an hour or two of here it's a great place to come you can literally park in our parking lot and visit five different breweries within 100 yards oh wow now were you the first brewery there yeah yeah if we had any money in our pockets we would have bought property <laughs> All right and rented out to breweries I, yeah no because we, we walked because we, we walked in here we like it was a like it's a revitalizing area adjacent to a downtown area and like uh, walkable to a downtown nice industrial and it's like mm-hmm. and we have a huge parking lot like but we didn't you know, we had no money like we were like we had, we had enough money for the stainless steel right here but 
nothing else. So uh, you park in our parking lot, five breweries walking distance, like, and then, you know, three or four more past, you know, like a mile away. Like it's, it's a, it's a great destination for anyone who wants to, you know, have a, have a beer and maybe learn about a little, little bit of civil war history. Nice. All right. Well, so I'm going to have to book my trip and uh, we're going to brew swingers and deviants. Swingers and deviants. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You and I can get drunk and Steve will do all the work. So <laughs> That's pretty much how it was at Heretic. Right. That, that might that might qualify as making the first, we should do the first stout that's ever been made. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, we've so, never done a dark beer. Brian doesn't, doesn't brew dark. No, beer. other than uh. our, 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 uh, evil twin knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, how dark is that? I mean, it's, it's, it's mahogany. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We, <laughs> we're going to go darker than mahogany. We're going to go deviant dark. Mm, there we go. All we'll, right, we'll figure something out. Right, uh, we're open-minded here, man. Anything, yeah. anything you want to do, just come to Frederick, dude. <laughs> come see us. Uh, all right, thanks so much for taking the time to to hang with me, and especially sending me the the great beers and the merch you sent as well. Uh, much appreciated. I will I will wear that uh, proudly for all my swinging and deviant parties. <laughs> um, It'll be great. If you're if you're listening and you enjoy this, uh, please make sure to reach out to our uh, sponsors, uh, especially Blickman Engineering, BlickmanEngineering.com, uh, feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com. Uh, tell John Blickman that you appreciate uh, he pays for the show. Uh, otherwise, he may stop. And then where will we be? Nowhere. Uh, same thing for Brew Chatter. Uh, good folks. If you're ever out there, stop by. You can You can order stuff from them on the web, too. They have great customer service. They're they're on top of things. You're only going to get fresh stuff, and they're going to get it to you quick, and they're going to take care of you. So uh, check them out, uh, brewchatter.com, Josh and RJ. Tell them I sent you. Uh, can't go wrong. Until then, everybody, we're strong. Brew Chatter.